everybody, Every and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the father, Brian. <laughs> he wasn't sure who he was for a second. No, I was like, did I say the podcast name right? <laughs> no. It's a Goo Goo Gaga, Gaga Hour, sponsored by Masterclass. You can be whatever you want to be, baby. I'm the baby. <laughs> Gotta love me. Goo goo gaga. And this is his hour. <laughs> yes. Oh, are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Are you sure? Yes. You forgot to. Um, my name is Corey. I'm the mother. Goo goo gaga. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> I winked at you and you didn't see it. it. There's a reason I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> So, thank uh, you for joining us today. Uh, we're actually a little behind in our recording schedule here. Uh, we had uh, some delays that kind of uh, came up. Brendan got his vaccine, uh, his first vaccine shot. Vaccine. And was feeling just a little bit under the weather. Nothing too bad, but a little under the weather. So, it kind of pushed us back a little bit in our recording here. So, uh, But without any further ado, why don't we get to our Romper Room shout out? Oh, is that me? I think so. Oh. Um, I don't know where my mirror is. Can you help me find it? No. Oh. Are you Dora the Explorer? Yes. <laughs> you should have been uh, prepared. Backpack, backpack. Um, but you have to pause oh. uncomfortably for way too long if you're looking for it. Can you help me find it? <laughs> She's tilting her head. <laughs> Nobody knows that. But. Oh, they can't see me? No, they can't. Oh, dang it. I'm beautiful. Um... I look just like uh, Chrissy Teigen. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't. How much you find that mirror? Here's my mirror. There it is. Look at that. It's dirty. Guess I have to clean it. Sure do. The foley work is what do people you come love back for. It? <laughs> come for the foley work. Stay. For therapy sessions. There you go. All right, here I go. I'm looking in my mirror, and who do I see? I see my friend Carl. I see my friend Jess and my best friend Caleb. Hello, Caleb. Caleb's like, we're not best friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're beneath me. Caleb would never say that. Um, I see Susie and Mike and Maurice, otherwise known as the Boogie Man's Closet. Please check out their podcast, but only if you're over 18, or maybe if you have crappy parents. I don't know. Sure. I see my friend Timothy. Hello, Tim. Hello, Patrick and Lindsay and Baby. Goo Goo Gaga. That's actually his podcast, not mine. I ripped that off. Sponsored by Masterclass. Also take his class on Masterclass, How to Be a Baby. Oh my God. It's riveting. <laughs> How to goo and ga. <laughs> I mean, he's making Patrick and Lindsay all the money, so they should be appreciative of him. Uh, hello to Buffalo's own Don Johnson. Not to be confused with Dakota Johnson's father. Yes. No relation to Dakota Johnson. She's a lovely little weirdo, though. More on that later. Hello to my friend Jay. Hello, Amy. Hello, Jasmine. Hello, Dolly. Hello, uh, what was it, Justin? Sorry. Probably not a listener anymore, but I keep saying his name. Uh, you know what, guys? If you would like a Romper Room shout-out, please let me know, because I'm running out of people. 
and you can write me an email and tell me to shut up but I won't shut up but like I'll say hello and this person told me to shut up and everyone wins everyone wins now for the real people hello TJ and Cash and Karen and Georgia and Sterling K Brown and hello Hello to Durs and Blake and Adam and Kyle and hello to my friend Tony Luca and uh, Jennifer McGill, Carrie Russell, not Carrie Russell, she's too good for us. She told me that I could go jump off a cliff and I don't appreciate that, Carrie Russell, and now, and now you and I have beef. What? Hello, Big Eath, which rhymes with beef. Um... Hello to the party, Chase and Damon and Albert and Dee Dee and Tiffany. MMC forever. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of, hello to new listeners, Joey and Jordan and Jonathan and Danny, but not you, Donnie, you piece of crap. Oh. He and and I have beef also. That's uncalled for. (laughs) It's the new kids. Uh, um hello to i just hello to everyone hello to everyone randall park hello and ali wong hello and kat dennings hello nurse and anthony Mackey and sebastian stan listeners wyatt russell not a listener yet maybe he will be dakota johnson not a listener but i love her so hello and as always Never forget, my best friend, the Silver Fox himself. Hello to Dick Gear. Don't start clapping. And there it is. All right. We did yeah. it. We did it. We did it. Great. Look at those solid Dick, we did it. Yep. Woo. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Namaste. All right. So as Corey mentioned, if you would like a shout out, uh, feel free to reach out to us at email because we have an email. What's our email? I know maybe we don't think we do because we haven't gotten one in so long, but we do have Ah. an email, and it's so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod, and on Facebook, so it's come, the number two, this. I wasn't prepared. Hello, Teresa and Joey, who are real people who I love very much. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Are the other people not real? No. They're all figments of my imagination, especially my best friend, Caleb. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, wrap your head around that one, playa. What? What? I don't what? know what's happening right now. I don't know. All right. Well, let me jump into my Ion Springfield segment because I actually have quite a bit today. Oh. Um, so I want to kind of get to this. Well, that's good. Possible. Because I don't have any news and views. See, I was on BuzzFeed, and I went down the BuzzFeed rabbit hole because there was this whole article on how the how the ba- pandemic can end four different ways. And um, then my time was up, and I had to do the Romper Room shout-out. All right. Perfect. Great. All right, so for our Ion Springfield segment, uh, the first thing I wanted to mention was um, Simpsons actor Hank Azaria. Uh, recently appeared on um, Dak Shepard's podcast called Armchair Expert. While on the podcast, he apologized for voicing uh, the Indian character Apu. So, of course, we have discussed this many times before, um, some of the problems that people have had with Apu, and, of course, the recasting of characters and whatnot. And for a very long time, Hank Azaria kind of stayed quiet about the whole thing. 
Um, he revealed in the uh, episode that a lot of that was because um, he's in, in AA for um, substance abuse and things like that. And there's been a lot of things that he's learned. And he said one of the things that he learned there is that you really need to know what you're talking about before you say anything. So he's taken a lot of time to kind of mull things over and kind of come up with, you know, the best things to be saying and things like that. So a few things that he mentioned on this podcast, I would highly recommend that you listen to the episode. Um, I will tell you, if you just want to hear the part that I'm referring to where he's talking about a poo, it's at about the 48 minute mark of the actual episode. But I think the entire episode is great. Um, Hank Azaria is very entertaining. Obviously, he's played a lot of interesting characters throughout his career and everything. So it's a really interesting um, episode that I would highly recommend. But if you just want that Simpsons content, it's right around the 48-minute mark. Um, So some of the things that he said was he said he initially didn't know whether to stop doing the voice or not because he didn't want to make a knee-jerk reaction to what could have just been, quote, 17 hipsters in a microbrewery in Brooklyn. So obviously, once he realized that it was more than that, he spent the next year or so doing the work, and he said he's read, spoke to people who know a lot about racism, spoke to many Indian people, and went to and is planning on hosting some seminars himself. He said he insists that the character was created with good intentions all those years ago, but he does say he realizes that the show has become part of structural racism. He said, I really didn't know any better. I didn't think about it. I was unaware how much relative advantage I had received in this country as a white kid from Queens. He then also went on to say that just because there were good intentions, it doesn't mean there weren't real negative consequences to the thing that I am accountable for. He then went on to apologize. Uh, The podcast co-host is an actress named Monica Padman, who's Indian American. And um, so he literally stopped the show and apologized to her and said that he feels like he needs to apologize to every um, Indian uh, person at this point. Of course, she kind of pulled back and said, oh, you know, that's not necessary and everything. But the three of them also went on to discuss a lot more, uh, discussing that the voice might not have been seen to be a bad thing if there was more Indian representation in the media at the time. So essentially, um, Padman said to Hank Azaria that, you know, if there was a lot more representation of Indian people in media and things like that, she said, your voice might not have been seen as such a bad thing. But since that was really the only um, Indian character that people saw, I mean, prior to that, there was maybe just a handful of representations. And of course, they always were under some sort of stereotype. She said, if there was more representation, then maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. But she said that because of that, the uh, name Apu has actually become uh, seen as a racial slur among Indian culture due to what people have come to associate with the character. Um, Another thing that Azaria mentioned too is that he said, you know, some people have said that given the actors on The Simpsons play multiple characters, that some people are saying that uh, they think that the show is being overly sensitive to be able to change the voices. And so he then went on to say that, I have people say to me, oh, does this mean you can't play Wiggum because you're not a real cop? And he said, that's just ridiculous. If it's a character of color, that's not the same level of opportunity there. The first argument is, if it's an Indian character, Latinx character, or black character, please, let's have that person voice the character. It's more authentic. They might also bring their own experience of their culture to it, 
and let's not take away jobs from people who don't have enough. So I, for one, thought this was a very interesting conversation that the three of them had, and I would highly recommend uh, people going to listen to it. Another thing that I just wanted to mention was Edwin Aguilar, and I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly. Um, he is an animator and assistant director on The Simpsons. Or well, he was because he passed away at the age of 46. Mm. Um, he is a native of El, El Salvador, and he worked with legendary Chuck Jones and spent the past two decades plus on The Simpsons. So he died uh, about a week ago, I believe, in a Los Angeles hospital after suffering, after suffering a stroke, um, according to a recent post on a GoFundMe page that had been set up to help his family with medical expenses. On Twitter, Simpsons producer Matt Selman called Aguilar a talented artist and beloved fountain of love and inspiration to all. Born in El Salvador, Aguilar immigrated to the United States with one of his brothers in 1982, and they joined other family members in Los Angeles. He then studied illustration at the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. So after starting out as an animation assistant at Graz Entertainment, home to such cartoons as Transformers and G.I. Joe, he worked for Hanna-Barbera and then for the legendary Chuck Jones at Warner Brothers. So Aguilar joined The Simpsons in 1999. He worked as an animator, character layout artist, storyboard revisionist, assistant director, and he chipped in on the 2007 Simpsons uh, movie as well. Survivors include his wife, children, and um, the most recent episode of The Simpsons at the conclusion of the episode, Panic on the Streets of Springfield, they had an in-memoriam uh, animation to him at the end of the episode. So rest in peace. Um, this was kind of strange, and I need to show the two of you this at some point. I'm also thinking maybe we can even do like another reaction video because it's weird. <laughs> Great. A, uh, the Simpsons been reimagined as a hellish British sitcom. So a British comedian, Alistair Beckett King, is behind the short film. Alistair, you mean? It's A-L-A-S-D-A-I-R. Alistair. So Alistair. Alistair. So it sees the characters swapping their well-known American accents for British ones. Mm -hmm. And says, what if the Simpsons were a British show? It would be shorter and a lot more depressing, he wrote in a post accompanying the video. So Homer, Marge, and Bart can be seen in the kitchen during the clip, which has garnered over 1.5 million views since being posted. So now for this. Corey, I was kind of teasing this before we started. Yeah. So the most recent episode of The Simpsons, which was just on a few nights ago, was called Panic in the Streets Panic on the Streets of Springfield. And I loved it and I know my friend just loved it because it's two old goth gals. Yep. That spoke directly to our souls. Yep. So for those of you who haven't seen it yet, um, essentially there was a character that Lisa imagines in her mind in this episode that seems to be pretty much the spitting image for Morrissey. From the Smiths. Yes. And he's voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, he is. Who I love. And actually, I didn't tell you, no. um, Brett from Flight of the Concords did the music. <gasps> of course he did. Yeah. So, oh, um, ticked a lot of uh, the the boxes here in our household. Corey was very happy <laughs> about it. Oh, uh, um, Brett's just the icing on the cake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, in the episode, the... Uh, moody post-punk singer is named Quillaby, <laughs> and he was part of a band called The Snuffs. 
the Smiths, of course. So basically, in this episode, Lisa is trying to listen to music. She can't find anything that she likes, and she kind of stumbles upon the Snuffs and just becomes infatuated, starts to change the way she looks, which I know, Corey, you said you loved the way she looked. Oh, it was so cute. And, you know, little Corey did have the old army jacket and wore it over black dresses and wore her big black boots with it because, I mean, that's what you did. Yep. That's what you did. It is. So I did anyway. not do that. Well, I mean, you Maybe weren't you alive should. back then. So anyways, um, basically, once this happens, Lisa then creates this imaginary character where Quillaby is appearing to her and talking to her and kind of impacting the way that she becomes and, you know, the things that she's saying and doing. So Tim Long uh, was the one who actually uh, was the writer of this episode, and he insisted ahead of the episode that Quillaby was a fictionalized composite of various 80s UK icons, including the Cure's Robert Smith and Joy Division's Ian Curtis. Oh, Tim. But yeah, Come on. if you watch the episode, I That's think it's Morrissey. pretty clear that it's meant to be Morrissey. But he did say this before the episode came out. Mm-hmm. So Morrissey's handlers themselves were actually aware of the, om- the homage. <laughs> and they actually posted a teaser of the episode on the singer's official Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So the only problem is, as the episode goes along, Lisa <laughs> then goes with Quillaby to a rock festival called the Bummer Shoot Festival because the Snuffs are uh, forming together again for the first time in 30 years. Yes, they're reuniting after 30 years. The boys are back in town? Yes. Yes. And then we see (laughs) a bloated, Mm -hmm. nasty Mm -hmm. Quillaby come out. A little racist. Yep, just starts saying things about Mm -hmm. how this reunion is just a cash cash grab because, quote, I lost my fortune suing people for saying things about me that were completely true, as well as denouncing veganism by firing off a meat gun. That was one of the best parts. And he says some other seemingly narrow-minded comments about foreigners. Mm -hmm. So... For those of you that may know something about Morrissey, as time has gone along, now he has continued to perform, not with the Smiths, right? If no. I'm correct on no, that? No, yeah. no, 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 no. But Did he, he has. Con- his solo career? Yes. He launched his own solo career. Obviously, he is a known vegan. He's very adamant about that. Right. He doesn't throw um, sausages at people. No, with a sausage gun. <laughs> but um, essentially. If you know anything about Morrissey, he's become more and more controversial because of a few things. Most of it has been he had a libel suit against British music paper NME over a 2007 profile that he claimed characterized him as racist and the increasingly alarming xenophobic and anti-immigration comments he's made in the years since. So essentially, he's done this. He said many things about, you know, quote unquote, foreigners and how he doesn't like them and this and that. And there's been a lot that has happened. So essentially, the episode concludes with Lisa calling the future Quillaby a huge racist, and she bittersweetly severs her imaginary friendship with the younger Quillaby. Quillaby then leaves Lisa with the following parting advice. 
Lisa, dear, don't let him happen to you. Try not to sneer at everything. And listen to others at least a bit, perhaps one out of five times, but I can't tell you which times. <laughs> so needless to say, he was not portrayed in a very nice light. So this caused Morrissey to respond. Oh my gosh. I, I can't wait. Or at least his handlers. I mean, I don't know if this was actually him or not because it was posted on his Facebook. Doesn't matter. I can't wait. What did he say? So, Morrissey said, and this is what was reported on his Facebook page. Yeah? Surprising what a turn for the worse the writing of The Simpsons TV show has taken in recent years. Sadly, The Simpsons show started out creating great insight into the modern cultural experience, mm-hmm. but has since degenerated to trying to capitalize on cheap controversy and expounding on vicious rumors. Mm-hmm. Poking fun at subjects is one thing. Other shows like SNL still do a great job at finding ways to inspire great satire. Mm. But when a show stoops so low to use harshly hateful tactics, oh. like showing the Morrissey character with his belly hanging out of his shirt, when he has never looked like that at any point in his career, <laughs> I mean. makes you wonder who the real hurtful racist group is here. Even worse, calling the Morrissey character out for being a racist without pointing out any specific instances offers nothing. It only serves to insult the artist. They should take that mirror and hold it up to themselves. Simpsons actor Hank Azaria's recent apology to the whole country for, of India for his role in upholding structural racism says it all. Unlike the character in the Simpsons panic episode, Morrissey has never made a cash grab, hasn't sued any people for their attacks, oh. has never stopped performing great shows, right. and is still a serious vegan and strong supporter for animal rights. I said he was still a vegan! By suggesting all of the above in this episode... The Simpsons' hypocritical approach to their storyline says it all. Truly, they are the only ones who have stopped creating and have instead turned unapologetically hurtful and racist. Not surprising that The Simpsons' viewership ratings have gone down so badly over recent years. How long can a post on Facebook be? Shots fired, Morrissey! So, yes. (laughs) Obviously, there was some criticism (laughs) from the Morrissey camp oh, of this most recent episode. So if you want to check it out yourself, if you haven't seen it yet, it's go check, so it good. Out, check it out on Hulu. I liked it. Um, I really did. So, but clearly Morrissey did not. Well, I mean. So perhaps that's an episode we do in the future then. <laughs> he's going to, he, he might actually create a suit for defamation and then he's not going to win. Well, he doesn't do that. He said that. He doesn't sue people. <laughs> so, all right. So that was a lot to get through. Um, thank you for your time. And um, so with that, why don't we jump into our episode today? Yeah. You know, we should have done it yesterday mm-hmm. um, when it was 420. Yes. But we didn't because we had a stupid meeting I had to, that we had to go to. And I called a restaurant and eatery because I panicked. <laughs> It was a useful meeting. Speaking of 420, I have a news and views. Oh, you do? About 420? Not really, but kind of. All right, so Um, let's go into that. Corey said she didn't have anything. So before we jump into our episode, give us a news and view. Yesterday, well, not yesterday when you hear this, but April 20th, 2020, 
the Markiplier YouTube channel posted the 69th episode of their Three Scary Games series, and, and it was the 420th episode on their Scary Games playlist. So this was a year ago? No. 2021. Apologies. <laughs> I was I, like, why are you telling us news from a year ago? I have ago? no idea what year it is, guys. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are feeling the same. Um, also, five years ago today, we lost a national treasure. Yeah. R.I.P. Prince. Yes. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Okay, you can stop there. <laughs> Before you keep going. Electric word life means forever, and that's a mighty long time, but I'm here to tell you this will be there's cut something out. else. <laughs> the afterworld. Is there? A world of never-ending oh happiness. God. Okay, you can so always this episode. Aren't you the Day one that wanted to make this quick night. today? So when you call up that shrink, Beverly Hills, you know the Welcome one. Doctor will ever th- everything will be episode... all right. Instead of asking him how much of more time you have left, ha- ask him how much of your mind you have left. Because in this life... Things are much harder than the afterworld. Are they? In this life, you're on your own. Mm. Dun, 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 I'm dun, sure dun, you dun, are. Dun, dun. And if the elevator tries to bring you down, mm-hmm. go, Just go crazy. crazy. Sing one word of that song. Because you, you only like know the intro. No, what you living true. in? See what you Take caused. a look around. Okay. Least you got your friends. So real quick, before we jump into our episode, <laughs> just a quick family story here. Corey loves that song. I do. I love the intro. She would always play it in the car when we had the kids. And as soon as that intro was over, she'd switch the song. I do love the song, though. So I think at one point, Kaylin didn't realize there was more to the song (laughs) than just that intro. And then when we played it the whole time, she's like, wait, there's more to this song? (laughs) We're like, yep. So, all right. Sorry. Anything else before we move in here? Not that I can think of right now. Okay right now all right so brendan why don't you tell us about our episode this week welcome to our 38th episode we're very close we're very close to dean's episode yes i forgot that we promised that me yeah i thought thought that was we're not doing that (laughs) i thought that was going to be a patreon exclusive though Do we have a Patreon? We should. No, we shouldn't. On episode 40. Said no one ever. Ep- on episode Said 40. Said everyone we're, all the time. We're making a Patreon and only putting Dean. Dean content, Dean on, content the Patreon. on the Patreon. All Dean all the time, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was going on? Email us if you'd something. be interested. So, welcome to our 38th episode. Uh, today, we are doing Weekend at Burnsies. This was from season 13. It was episode 16. Uh, it w- had the <laughs> production code DABF11. Goodness. It originally aired on April 7th, 2002. It was directed by Michael Markentel. It was written by John Vitti. The guest, it guest stars the band Fish, <laughs> Pahish, no, know. it's fish. You were right. It could First be time. fish. It could be pahish. You don't know. <laughs> pahish. <laughs> uh, there is no chalkboard gag, and the couch gag uh, is there's a hedge trimmer guy, and he trims a hedge into The Simpsons. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. I was like, wait, did that just make sense, what he said? But it does. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's a hedge, and he makes it The Simpsons. Would family. he be considered a hedge artist? Sure. 
I don't know. I made that up. Okay. Maybe he's a hedge manager. Bum, bum. Ba-dum, bum. Oh, God. Bum, bum. Is this going to happen the entire episode? Maybe. Now? All right. Okay. So a few things here before we jump into our breakdown. Um, so the idea for this episode, um, actually, I should mention this. One of the reasons we decided to do this episode, Corey, would you like to say, because I think you essentially recommended this episode. I did. So why don't you tell us why? Because marijuana is legal in New York, baby! What is it? (laughs) Marijuana is legal in New York, baby. It is. (laughs) When did that happen? Two weeks ago? They must have known about they but mu- they must what? have realized they needed to do this before April twentieth. <laughs> no. They must have known. No, I think what it had to do I don't was know what you're talking Cuomo about. was in so much trouble yeah, for he everything. So he's something. like I'm gonna give them something that they want. Yeah. So it happened March thirty first. The legalization of marijuana. Okay. Oh, because of that I suggested that we do this episode. Yeah, she said to me, I think, and I quote, wait, isn't there an episode where Homer smokes weed? This is like, (laughs) well, this is what, this is, this has some of my favorite lines Mm -hmm. that I I still frequently use and people have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, so we will get to that shortly. Sure. All right, so um, the idea of this episode was pitched by former staff writer George Meyer who wanted to make an episode in which Homer becomes addicted to medicinal marijuana. So Weekend at Bernsey's is the second episode VD wrote in which a character forgets to vote at an election. And the second episode he wrote in which Homer takes a chemical that causes him to be promoted by Burns and run into conflict with Smithers. He then said, you can't do anything for the first time at this point. (laughs) Uh, Producer and former showrunner Mike Reese has stated that he thoroughly enjoyed working on this episode and said, I gotta say, this was the most fun I ever had working on an episode. He said, everyone but me had stories to tell about various things. There would be about four hours of of recollection before any rewriting happened. That makes sense. Yeah. So because the use of medical marijuana is prominently featured in the episode... Fox had incredible fears about it and were very hesitant to have it broadcast. They especially disapproved of a scene in which Homer smokes marijuana for the first time, (laughs) since they did not want to instruct children how to smoke. So when this scene happens, if you watch the episode, you'll see Homer takes the uh, joint and brings it up to his mouth, and before anything happens, it's a psychedelic incense peppermint because they were afraid that children were going to watch it and know how to smoke mary jane i mean people are real dumb yes brenda they need they need an instructional video in order to know how to breathe in (laughs) i didn't inhale it's like bill clinton yep I'm sure he did. Topical humor right there. Bill Clinton, uh, I didn't inhale humor. He's Jimmy Carter with a Fox attitude. (laughs) That's true. Actually, he's in the episode. (laughs) Yeah. See, it all ties together. Um, So, yeah, so they were very worried about it. Um, So, obviously, they had a lot of back and forth about that, and it was finally decided that, all right, we'll just animate something in at that point. And then they kind of reached that agreement and said, all right, fine, go ahead and do it. That's ridiculous. So, Weekend at Bernsey's features the members of the American rock band 
fish, or as Brendan said, pahish. <laughs> so at the time of the episode's recording, they were in the middle of a two-year hiatus from touring and recording, but the members agreed to record dialogue together for the show. As they worked on the episode, Al Jean became more acquainted with the band members and said, quote, they were nice. No. <laughs> now, apparently, John Fishman, which I thought was interesting <laughs> that there's a member in Fish whose name is Fishman. Is he the founder? Spelled F-I-S-H, though, the, not with a P. Could still be the founder. I think Trey Anastasio is the founder, but I don't know that for sure. I'd what? have to ask Joe. Joe Trey Mazzier. Anastasio, isn't that one of the South Park guys? No, that's Trey Parker. And well, Matt who, Stone. Well, who the hell's Trey Anastasio? Trey Anastasio's the guy who sings for fish. No, I think you're wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Trey Anastasio, please write us. All right, I'm going to move on here. So anyways, John Fishman, Trey. one of the band members, said to me that the band had talked from time to time about if they were ever to be on The Simpsons, what it would be like. So I said, well, how close was it? He said, Pretty close to what we expected. And then he laughed and said, that was gratifying. Um, Anastasio looks like Ian. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> so on May 17th, 2002, Robert S. Stevens and Roger A. Rothman of the Seattle Times wrote an analysis of this episode um, in a guest column for the newspaper. So they both argued that drugs are almost always shown as having only negative effects, even though 10 million people in the United States at the time use marijuana for recreational purposes. They said, quote, we believe there are good reasons for a more honest dialogue about the positive and negative effects of marijuana use. They then pointed to the episode to show Homer's positive effects, his relief from his eye pain. He also finds himself having a variety of sensory experiences and an enhanced appreciation of music and food. Hmm. But they also mentioned the negative effects, such as spending more time with drug, other drug users than with his family and his friends and his personality changes, as well as having problems with memory and hmm. attention. So obviously they just were kind of praising the episode, saying, you know, it was nice that they were showing both sides of this. Um, on the episode's DVD commentary, Gene stated that he does not know enough to say whether he approves of the le legalization of medical marijuana, but none of the Simpsons writers use the drug. When asked about what stance the episode holds regarding the legislation of medicinal marijuana, Gene said that the series staff wanted to explore both sides of the issue rather than making an absolute statement. He added that the episode is rather a critique of legislations that are immediately criminalized after they are legitimized. So the episode also criticizes the use of genetically modified foods in a pretty funny little throwaway joke, I think. Um, even though the episode I wouldn't portrays... say that's a throwaway joke. It... Just throw away because it was real quick. It wasn't even that quick, though. It, it has right, a you're right. pretty big plot point associated. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're right. I take it back. So, but anyways, so the episode does portray genetic modifications in a negative light, but none of the Simpsons writers were actually against the technique at the time. He said, very often we take these stances on the show that we do not believe in at all. <laughs> so, of course, the name of this episode is a reference to the 1989 comedy film Weekend at Bernie's in which two young insurance executives try to convince people that their deceased boss is alive. <laughs> and he's a party animal. I love that film. 
I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. seen it in a long time, so... Doesn't Kalen, like, love it? Yes, I'm not sure why. Yes. Well, I am sure why. Um, so, I didn't know that it was their boss. I thought it was, like, their grandfather or something. or something. No, it's their boss. Their grandfather. Hence the name of the episode, because well, of what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. The thing that bothers me about this episode is the name, because the Mr. Burns part is so minuscule as opposed to everything else. Yeah, yeah, that was a little weird to me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you were saying that, too, because like, I, I don't think you knew the name of the I episode. I didn't! And then when no. you saw it, you were like, wait, because of that little thing at the end? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say little. You know, it's... it does have... But still, it's kind of secondary. Yeah, it's not as important to the plot. Like, um, but maybe it was a problem with Fox. Like, they wouldn't let them name the episode something. Oh, I'm sure. Marijuana adjacent. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm sure. How high or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I know that's a red and meth film. <laughs> but, but it wasn't then. Right. So they could have done it first. Um. So Corey, you may have mentioned actually, and I think Smithers does mention this. You might have noticed. Uh, when him and Homer are hanging out, he's wearing a suit that was worn Judy by Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the whole scene with Mr. Burns in the bathtub. Yes. Apparently, that is a reference to The Big High. What? An episode of the television crime drama Dragnet, in which a married couple accidentally drown their baby while they're smoking marijuana. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> I hate media. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so surprisingly, Weekend at Burnsy's garnered little to no scrutiny from viewers, and this surprised the Simpsons staff. John Vitti even said that he's never gotten any questions about the episode, except from his sister-in-law, who wanted him to explain the episode for his nephews. <laughs> and one final thing I just wanted to mention here, that um, this particular episode was originally banned in the U.K., but later was allowed to air, but not before the 9 p.m. watershed on Sky One or Channel Four. Hmm. Um, and this episode was originally rated TVPG when it first aired in the U.S., but was later re-rated to TV14. But the interesting thing was, what I noticed on Disney Plus, it's mm-hmm. rated TVPG. So I mean, I don't see why not. Well, I think the argument is just because of all the mention of marijuana and you know the using of it and stuff like that like not necessarily something that should be approved for all kids and things like that so i think that's why they wanted to go a little higher on that but do you have more to say on that yes okay um i think that nicotine and cigarettes is worse and there are so many movies that romanticize uh cigarette use and all that especially back in the day not so much now yeah because there's Um, been a lot of legislation mm -hmm. against it and that actually i think i've heard that if you smoke in a movie it automatically gets an r rating now i thought i thought it was pg-13 maybe it is but it wasn't like that because r rating is real hard that's 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 a hard pass to yeah, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I know that it had to go up a level or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, there was PG movies that were made where they were smoking all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's day, what I'm so. talking about. Right. And I don't think marijuana's as bad as nicotine at all. Mm-hmm. 
it's just the I mean <laughs> hemp was only illegalized because companies wanted it illegalized and uh decriminalized I mean uh and so the government wanted to make them happy like the nicotine companies so they so yeah and it's but also you have to remember this episode was on almost 20 years ago yeah the so things I, uh, have changed since then. I understand that. And, you know, obviously things are very different now. But back then, it was a much bigger issue because it was illegal. I know, but changing you know? the rating is ridiculous. Okay. All right, well, let's jump in here and let's talk about our episode. So we start off with Act 1. So after a bad experience with genetically modified food, Marge <laughs> decides to plant her own garden. Immediately, crows arrive at the new garden, so Marge makes a scarecrow, which scares Homer. <laughs> Homer destroys the <laughs> scarecrow, and the crows see Homer as their leader, following him everywhere and doing his bidding. But when the crows try to carry Maggie away, Homer turns on them, and they attack his eyes. Is that the end of Act 1? That is the end of Act yeah. 1. Okay. It's kind of a short one. Why? <laughs> Why what? Why did we need any of the beginning part well, because... for Crows attacked Homer and he has a problem with his eyes? Why did we need him to become the patriarch of the Crows? Why did we need him to destroy Marge's Scarecrow? It's a murder. Why? A group of Crows is a murder. It's just ridiculousness without yes. reason. Um, Have you never watched were... The no. Simpsons before? Because... The Simpsons always does ridiculousness, but there's a reason, or it doesn't last that long. Well, this doesn't last that long. That didn't last it that lasts long. the whole act. Which isn't that long. It's right. like five Which minutes long. Which was like long. five minutes. <laughs> the longest act was act two. Yes. Yeah. Um, those were some big-ass vegetables, though. <laughs> the potato was eating the carrot, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure why. That. No, but the best <laughs> the part... corn of, joke. Yes, that was, I was just going to say, that's the best part, where... Homer holds up the corn, and it's like a normal-sized piece of corn. He goes, Those are baby corn. This corn doesn't look so big. That's baby corn. What? <laughs> I really wish he had just taken a bite out of it. Dion Warwick loves baby corn. Sure does. Um, Dirty Ho. <laughs> Tell us about Dirty Ho. It was just, it was just a seed uh, name, but I liked it so much, I put it in my notes twice. <laughs> Dirty oh. hoe, and then I put, I tried heckling them, I tried t jekyling them, and then I put, dirty hoe. <laughs> That's hoe, H-O-E. Yes. Not hoe. Correct. Like, she a hoe. Yes. Yeah, it's a hoe as in a garden tool. But, of course, double entendre, so. So now, Brendan, I'm going to assume when Homer says, I've tried heckling them, I've tried jekyling them. No, Marge them. said that. Oh, yeah, Marge says that. You probably had no idea what she was talking about. I assumed that it was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde reference. No. No. Corey, do you want to take this? Um, there was a cartoon series. Hmm, when was that? Mid-60s? Probably. Was it associated with Woody Woodpecker or no? I is think so. Different? I think it was associated with Woody Woodpecker. They were crows. Uh, Heckle and Jekyll. They were... Hmm, stereotypes. Were they... It was... Jim Crow stuff. Racist. Like, I don't yeah. think it was as bad as the Dumbo Crows. No, it was But it, it was wasn't not. far from that. 
yeah but that's where it comes when she said i've tried heckling them and i've tried juggling them because they were crows and right of course yeah. crows so. I like it when she put the cross up and the Flanders came <laughs> and starts praying. Oh, now where was and I? she goes out. <laughs> shoo, shoo, shoo. Well, yeah, the best part about that is first, you know, the crows come and she shoos them all away. And then she walks away. And then she comes back saying shoo and you think it's the crows it's again. It's the Flanders. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then Homer pulling up, seeing the... Uh, that is probably one of my favorite parts of no, this episode. No, when he goes, ah! And then he goes, I'll regroup at Red Lobster. And then, <laughs> he yes. He was probably eating the cheese biscuits. <laughs> and thinking then about him what coming to do. back with the bat, sneaking up behind the scarecrow, t- destroying the scarecrow. Not so pretty now. How are you? Um, I also <laughs> like the pop-up videos as she's making the scarecrow. Yep. So, Brendan, pop-up video was a television show from the early 2000s on VH1, back when VH1 Played music? When people watched VH1. I mean, I don't even know if it exists now. It does. I came across it the other day. If you watch VH1, please email us and tell us why. But what it was is they would show music videos, and then they would do the little, like just like they did on the episode, where you saw the little pop-ups that gave you information about what you were seeing on the screen. It was actually a pretty he cool care. show. Look at like, him. I um, did enjoy that show quite a bit. I did too. It was it was a lot of fun. Pop, pop, so video. it looks like it has evolved into a reality TV show. Of course it is. Um, Channel. Yeah. Of course it is. I think that's all Flavor Flav's fault. Flavor Flav. Wasn't that on there? Flavor, Flavor of, of Love, love or Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Schoolhouse of Love, Love of Love. Um, No, they took the bad seeds off Rock of Love and put them like in a. I think all you need is love. I think it was called Charm School or something. There was also Daisy of Love. Okay, that's all um, we need to do. We're done. (laughs) Moving on. I mean, it looks like RuPaul's Drag Race was on. That that's what it is. That's what's on there. Really? RuPaul's Drag Race. I thought that was on Logo. I mean, maybe it's also on Logo, but I think the new episodes are on VH1. Huh. So. Good to know. Um, Corey, I, I, I was surprised that you laughed at this hmm. uh, at the beginning when Marge says, who can guess what's different about dinner tonight? And Homer says, hmm, same old garbage. <laughs> and, like, I just felt bad for Marge because, like, she's trying to do something different, you know, and uh, just Homer just completely poo-pooing Yeah. Her. But I will say one thing about that scene, which I thought was a little strange. Why are they eating dinner in the kitchen? They usually eat in the dining room. Yes. Oh, right. There is a dining room in that house. Yep. And they huh. always they usually eat breakfast in the kitchen. In the right. kitchen. Right, 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 right. And they right. usually eat dinner in the dining room. So I thought huh. it was a little strange that, that weird. they did it in the kitchen, but Big whatever. Big whack. Um, so going back to, we talked about it already, about the... Uh, the food genetic modification mm-hmm. and all of that. Apparently, that scene was three times longer. What? <laughs> than what they Why? actually used on the episode, and then of course they cut it down. I mean, My I God. I didn't see what it was and what it entailed. I just saw that it was much longer. So maybe it had more things going on with the vegetables or sure. something. But um, rather interesting, nonetheless. Um, also, Corey, did you notice what song was playing when Marge was creating the scarecrow? What? It was If I Only Had a Brain. Oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. 
I heard that. Um, we talked about the pop-up video. There was a few things that pop up. So we get comic book guys popping up. And he gives us references saying that the jersey is from Lisa on Ice. Oh, yeah. Bart's jockey pants were from Saddle Sore Galactica. The jack-o'-lantern was from Treehouse of Horror 3, Treehouse of Horror 9, and Treehouse of Horror 12. And Grandpa's hat from Who Shot Grandpa's Hat? <laughs> Which is not a real episode. Yeah, I assumed that wasn't a real episode. Um, oh, another thing that I liked, again, just something just totally ridiculous. When Marge sets up the scarecrow, and the crows don't care. <laughs> And then she puts the hat on it. And, and they all like, ah. fly away. <laughs> they, get, they freak out and run away. And she's like, Marge is in the house. <laughs> because it needs some cleaning. <laughs> Brennan, what did you think about what the crows brought back for? Go do my bidding. So when he says, go do my bidding. Uh, and they bring Oh, him, they, bring they bring like him, a bag of chips. Yeah, a, a beer, beer, a donut, chips, a sandwich, and a play dude. <laughs> Go do my bidding, whatever it may be. <laughs> and he was pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, I do also love when Homer tries to bring the crows into Moe's. <laughs> uh, this ain't no crowbar. <laughs> this is a crowbar. You <laughs> see? Pulls out a picture. It's a picture. <laughs> They're all sitting around the bar. <laughs> In little stools. <laughs> That's how you know it's a crowbar. <laughs> But even before that, I though... I love the way it goes. I'm kind of nervous here. <laughs> but even before that, I don't know if you guys noticed, did you see all the barflies, like, huddled in the corner, like, yes. super scared? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, one of my favorite parts about that. And then, of course, the crowbar just finishes oh, it. I mean, they haven't seen home. Barney. Oh, God. And the bloody button. Yeah. <laughs> I don't worry. He'll turn up. <laughs> it's... Su- that joke is such a good turnaround. <laughs> um... I do have to also mention Homer's naming of the crows, which I wish there was more. My favorite one was Gregory Peck. Yeah, so it's Russell Crow, Cameron Crow, Crow Diddley, Hume Cronin, and of course, as Corey mentioned, <laughs> Gregory, Gregory Peck. Peck. I didn't get any of this. You don't know who Russell Crow is? No. He's an actor. Okay. Did you did you see Les Miserables? I don't like Les Mis. Ugh. Well, he's terrible in it. But, <laughs> I mean, acting-wise, he's good, but the singing is not Cameron Crowe's a director. Yes. Uh, Crow Diddley is Bo, Bo Diddley, Diddley. Mm. who's a Hugh, okay. player. Okay. Hugh, Cronin is, Hugh Cronin is Hugh Croman, who is uh actor? actor. And Gregory Peck is a phenomenal actor yes, from the 50s and 60s and his most known work is um to kill a mockingbird he was atticus uh, okay. finch yes um but yeah i just thought those names were great i i just wanted a few more though <laughs> i wanted just a few more they were all very good um so i do have to say when the crows try to take maggie away she's very intuitive yeah and like so they she, they drop her, and as she's falling, she just takes her diaper off, and it becomes Uses a, that, I mean, it's a, parachute. It's a parachute. She's always been the smartest member of the Simpsons family. That's true. Well, it bothered me because he caught her, and that's not what bothered me. It bothered me because <laughs> he caught her, and he just puts her in her little naked tush right on the grass. Yeah. In front of the crows again. Yeah. Homer, didn't you learn? But he shoes them away. 
And then they attack Not cool, him. guys. <laughs> and as he's talking to him, he's like, you hear them like, rah, rah. he's like, no, no, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a little reaction. And then when it reali- when he realizes that he's not getting anywhere with them, he tries to shoo them away. And I love the animation of the crow's faces, of them just being upset and betrayed that Homer's trying to shoo them away. That is not a worm. <laughs> that is not a worm when they attack him. All right. So, anything else with Act One? No. Man, it's a uh, it's moving right along. Is it? Yeah, that act moves right along. All right. So, Act Two. <laughs> Homer's prescribed medicinal marijuana. Begins to enjoy smoking that marijuana. However, a ban on medicinal marijuana is implemented thanks to a petition circulated by Ned Flanders, which Homer actually signs <laughs> while in an altered state. Twice. Yes. Um, after being attacked by the crows, Homer is then being treated by Dr. Hibbert at the Springfield General Hospital. While there, there are no visible scars on him. The character insisted, or instead, had a slightly curled hair. So during this, uh, there was a color screening of the scene where Homer's body looked a little too bloody and damaged. So the staff had to change it. And Al Jean said, one thing I learned a long time ago is you got to be careful how you change the character's basic model pack. He also said that he was happy that many viewers identify with the characters and don't want to see them get hurt or injured in any way. They don't mind if Homer falls down a cliff, but he should recover. <laughs> so, act two here. You guys got I, anything? I just want to say that uh, I put the ow. No, I am the ow in the word now and if you tell anyone (laughs) that's probably hands down my favorite simpsons line yeah sometimes i just say that to people and they go okay (laughs) (laughs) they just slowly back out of the room i am the ow in the word now and if you tell anyone and you have to deliver it like that Mm -hmm. For them to really be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in the back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please don't follow me. Now, of course, you're referencing the phone call yes. that Homer has with Marge. Marge after, is on the other line. Yes, that is my favorite when the call waiting kicks in <laughs> and Marge picks it up after that and you just hear Homer. He's like, hey, Marge, I got Marge on the other line. <laughs> She's really bumming me out, man. <laughs> So, um, I also love Dr. Hibbert when uh, he's talking to Homer about his eyes. (laughs) He says, don't worry about the crows, Homer. They weren't trying to blind you. They were just trying to drink your sweet, sweet eye juices. Well, and also when Dr. (laughs) Hibbert says something about um, uh, the medicine that'll help Homer, Homer goes... controversial pain medication? He goes, does it go in the butt? (laughs) Uh, the best tonic is chronic. Yep. And he also said before that, medicinal marijuana, prescription pot, Texas, THC. And then, yeah, Homer says, look, man, I don't do drugs. <laughs> and then he says, Homer, for your eyes, the best tonic is chronic. And then the flashback with Wiggum. Oh, my God. Well, 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 if it isn't the Doobie Brothers, <laughs> which is funny because the Doobie Brothers is a band. Yes. Mm-hmm. Michael McDonald. 
Yeah, and uh, what do they tell them when they have it? Um, crotchet. Yes, crotchet. So he puts it in his pants. <laughs> crotchet. <laughs> and I just love Homer when he says, for me, the, the 60s, 60s ended died that in day. 1978. In 1978. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Homer also saying to Dr. Hivert, but isn't marijuana or dope illegal? Only for those that enjoy it. <laughs> And before we get out of the doctor's office, the per- the prescription bong. Yes. Do you want a wizard or oh a skull? My God. <laughs> I would have taken the wizard. So, Brendan, what did you think about this scene? Um, no. <laughs> Not, no. Not how it works. But anything that you want to mention about this act? No. Nothing at all? Nothing I... that stuck out for you? Yeah, I really got nothing. I have a question for you, though. Maybe you'll have some things as we go. Yes? (laughs) Could Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that he himself could not eat it? That's a real... I don't remember what he says. I can't (laughs) quote that line. Hey, get over here. This guy does the best Flanders. He got the mustache and the diddly. And Flanders says, well, as melon scratchers go, that's a honeydoodle. And then Homer says, now you know what I've been going through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, my I, question is, where did that paper come from that Homer pulls out to ask that question? I don't <laughs> know. Pocket. I know, but why was it there? But, but. Because... Every once in a while, I ask people that. No one's ever given me an answer. <laughs> Very religious people? No, just people. Just random people. On the street. On the street. Excuse me! She'll be in the car and she'll just roll you down would the window. never, ever, <laughs> ever ask someone on the street for uh, anything. No, I would not. No, I would not. Now, a question that I have... Mm-hmm. is so of course homer gets the prescription mm-hmm. and he immediately goes up into um his bedroom mm-hmm. him his and marge's bedroom and starts smoking it and then marge and the kids are downstairs and she notices the smoke quote billowing down the stairs and mm-hmm. lisa notices it smells like the art teacher's office yes. mm-hmm. but don't you think homer would have told her about it i don't know it is homer we're talking about i I guess but you'd think that would be something maybe you'd want to talk to your wife about i love the little animated dream sequence when he's like driving to work (laughs) and rainbows are coming out of the oh when he shaves too yeah he cuts himself yeah the blood is all rainbows (laughs) that's a lot of blood it sure is Um, I do also love to when, so when Marge realizes that all the smoke's coming down. <laughs> the curtains smell like dube. Yeah, and that, the <laughs> fact that she runs upstairs when Homer sings Smoke on the Water, and she can't get in the room, and she's banging on the door. <gasps> I and... am hungry for a candy bar. <laughs> I think I'll have a mounds. <laughs> but it's just great, because it's like, you know, the classic uh, parent versus teenager situation that's like the entire episode too yeah pretty much is too yeah as far as homer's appearance when he is partaking (laughs) so the staff debated 
over what size to make Homer's pupils when he's under the influence of marijuana. Because a common effect of smoking marijuana is diluted, dilated pupil. Oh, they, they, they researched common effects of smoking marijuana for this episode? <laughs> Apparently. I would never have guessed. <laughs> so the animators initially suggested widening homers but settled for just dilating them slightly so if you pay real close attention you do notice that they are a bit of a different size but it's not like hugely drastic or anything like that um (laughs) homer likes lisa saxophone playing now because of daddy's secret medicine which you must never never use because it will ruin your life let's daddy see and hear magical things you'll never experience ever ever I love when um, Otto is hanging out with Homer. Yes. They're watching the Stooges. I want an episode because, of that. Because the Stooges are a lot funnier when you're high, That's allegedly. Um, and Otto's like, Shemp is hemp backwards. I'm like, no. And Homer goes, and Otto is Otto backwards. And Otto goes, oh, now I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, the other part with Ned when he shows up at the door. And he's got the, uh, you know, he's trying to get Homer to sign the petition, and he doesn't even realize what he's doing, so he just signs it, yeah. whatever. But then he has the Bible in his hand, because he tries to tell Homer something about the Bible. I forget oh, what it well, is. Well, it's the Jesus burrito question. Yes, that's what it is. And he goes, I don't have the answers, but maybe you can find them in here. And Homer goes, will you read it to yeah, me? Yeah, he goes, this looks kind of long. Will you read it to me? And he, like, is so excited about yeah. it. So he comes in, reads of the Bible, and I just love Homer's reaction when he's sitting on the couch. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's like, God does so much for me, and I don't do anything for him. (laughs) So then, of course, he then asks Flanders again to do a Wiggum impression, which is spot on. I mean, clearly it was Hank Azaria doing the voice. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Homer goes, I said Wiggum. I also love the fact that Burns is going to be talking to the investors because they have to raise $60 million. And when Flanders asks him why, he goes, I told you, I pissed it away. Smithers. What did I say? You said Flanders. Flanders, yes, Smithers. I will hold my nose thusly. He says, I pissed it away. Um, I like it when Homer goes into his office and he goes, <laughs> I thought this was the can, man. <laughs> he, well, you're a happy Homer. What's your name, young man? That's my you name. Just you just said, said it. it. <laughs> my gosh. I also love um, Fish, mm-hmm. who, let's talk about how Potheads, like, oh, I'm sorry, Potheads, like Homer and Otto, got that really great rally together in, like, Almost no time at all. And they even got Fish to perform? That couldn't have been easy. When there's a cause, Fish will be there. (laughs) And they they also needed 10,000 veggie burritos. No guac on autos. Of course. But um, I like when they're at that rally and they Fish playing their music Mm -hmm. and... Now, before you get to that, we should probably mention, for those of you that don't know, Fish is a jam band that if you go to see Fish... Pahish. Pahish is a jam band. If you go to see Pahish, 
then you tend to there tends to be a certain aroma in the air. I mean, Is be prepared and for uh, jamming and hacky sacking. Yes, maybe. And of course, I don't know. I've never been to a Baha'is show. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they support that and everything like that at the shows. So that's what makes this even more yes. fun. Yeah. So Pahish is playing and they smell something and the guitarist stops and goes, that better be medical marijuana we smell. And oh, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. And the one guy goes, all right, people, we can wait all night and then Mole Man comes up. Well, because up. they say they want to see a, a prescription, prescription. Yes. for it. Yeah. And the Mole Man comes up and he's like, oh my god. This, this guy is really... Seriously ill. Yes. And Mole Man goes, my doctor never told me that. I had to hear it from Pahish. <laughs> I love that part. Yes. I also love Potheed. Yes. <laughs> a real Potheed. I mean Pothead. I love that. So just before that happens, when um, Pahish is playing, um, at the end of the song, you probably heard the Simpsons theme Mm -hmm. that Trey Anastasio is playing. And apparently they used to do that uh, when they would play, um, especially in the mid-90s. They would play the Simpsons theme? Yeah, they would, like, during, like, essentially exactly like that. He would just kind of throw it in there during a song. Oh, or during cool. the end of a song or something like Did that. Did they so. actually record something for them to use? Um, well, I mean, that was like one of their songs that they already had, so I don't think they re-recorded it. Oh. But obviously they recorded their voices and you know mm. all of that. But yeah, they probably just used a track or mm. something like that. But, but I don't know. To be honest, I didn't see if they actually recorded the song for them, but um, that was one of their songs that had already been released and everything, so... Um, I think it's called Run Like an Antelope or something like that. Yes. That sounds I, dumb. Yeah. I, 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 that's the only song of theirs I know. That I didn't even only, know that one until this. Well, no, not even any more than you got to run like an animal. Nope. Run like an antelope out of control. Run, 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 run. That's the only part I know. I think all Pahish songs are like that, right? I mean, aren't they like 20 minutes long? I don't know. I don't know. Fish. Um, Corey and I are not fish fans, so apologies if we're offending anyone out there. Sorry. That likes pahish or fish. Um, but I do love Homer's uh, little speech when he says, whether you suffer from glaucoma or you just rented the Matrix, medical marijuana can make things fabulously. Medically. <laughs> and then, yes, of course, then they we get the reveal that they're the whole reason for this large protest and everything is to save medicinal marijuana, which I will mention there were some signs. Save <laughs> medicinal marijuana, weed us our rights, and keep off the grass. Get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> but when they say that, when Homer says the date that they need to go in there and vote, that's when one of the members from Fish says, uh, that was yesterday. And he looks at the paper, realizes... There's a newspaper stand on stage! Of course. Yes. (laughs) And they realize that they all spaced on the date. So, because medicinal marijuana has now been made illegal. (laughs) And then, of course, Corey, Mm -hmm. Otto's line. (laughs) You know, call him fingers. Doesn't Homer say that? 
No. No, it is all it's Otto. A, yeah. So Otto first sees the. Uh, oh yeah, because Homer says, Homer says. Yeah, before that, Homer says. Well, I guess we could just look at our hands and, because they're upset. And Otto looks at his hand and there's a ring on it. He goes, oh, yeah, I married that chick. And then they're still looking at their hands. Everyone's gone. And it's Otto night goes, now. It's night now. Otto goes, you know, they call them fingers, but, but I never, never see them, them fig. Thing. Oh, there they go. <laughs> now, I 100% know that one night at a bar, and I think I was with you even though you don't remember it. I remember 100% that I said, you know, they call them fingers, but I've never seen them thing. And then just, just without missing a beat, the bartender goes, oh, there they go. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Jake Gibbs? No. Okay. It was a completely different guy. I can tell you what he looks like, but I can't remember where we were. Gotcha. Well, good for him for I catching mean, the reference. Knowing Dad, he was probably blackout drunk. Oh, and obviously. That's why he yes. <laughs> yes. No, he just clearly wasn't paying attention, <laughs> which I have a tendency to do. So, all right. Anything else with Act Two? No. All right. Let's jump to our Act Three here. So, for Act Three, the town's medicinal marijuana supply is destroyed, and Homer initially is upset, but Marge reminds him that his eyes are cured, and he promises he will not smoke marijuana again. Mr. Burns asks Homer to help him with a speech for a crisis shareholders meeting. Homer gives Smithers his last joint, and while Smithers is smoking it, Burns apparently de- drowns in his bathtub. For the meeting, Smithers and Homer make Mr. Burns into a marionette. <laughs> and the movement of the marionette inadvertently gets Mr. Burns' heart working again. The meeting is a success, and another financial crisis at the power plant is avoided. Act 3, what do you guys got? I, I, Bethiola. I love that word. Bathiola. Bathiola. I'm going to go take a bathiola. I want to use it. Well, use it. I wish I wish I could remember. <laughs> you will. Brendan, anything on act? Oh, uh, Homer keeping his joint as a reminder. <laughs> and it says Dentist Tuesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great joke. <laughs> Why are you keeping that thing as a reminder? <laughs> um... So one of the things I want to point out is at the very beginning, when the police are destroying all the medicinal marijuana, and they're burning it. Oh, oh yeah. And then everybody starts to sniff in, and like, uh, Wiggum realizes that they're actually enjoying it. The smoke smells too good. Throw that clump of barber's hair on it or something. Where did a they get a sack of barber hair? Where did they get a bag of barber's hair from? It's like I said when we were watching the episode. Don't you have a sack of barber's hair laying around? No! Well, maybe you should. For instances like Mm-mm. this. You never know when you would need Are it. Are you insane? Mm-mm. Why not? Mm-mm. And when Homer sees this, he responds, Oh, oh. I could have smoked that pot. And worn that hair. <laughs> um, I also love when Marge is trying to convince Homer to stop smoking for his kids and then lisa says she wants her old dad back and she basically says you know the angry one and she the starts one who yells all yeah the time. yells all the time and then she's like wait i don't I'm know not what, sure I, what want. I want oh <laughs> and of course homer decides to do it for the kids and then bart mentions to him well 
since we're mentioning things you can do for us, can you tie up your bathrobe when you walk around the house? Homer responds. Never. <laughs> I have my limits, son. <laughs> oh. So, Corey, you love Otto and Homer's relationship so much. Yeah. So how did you feel about Homer uh, kicking him out? He just <laughs> walks upstairs and just says, get out. Remember that time that I dropped my keys that you thought the phone was ringing? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Get out. <laughs> Poor Otto. I know. <laughs> well, let's talk about Homer's friends, though. Uh, you're drunk, but you're not, like, sloppy drunk. <laughs> And he goes to Moe's, and they mention that they were worried about him. They so were they, going to start, they were going to have an intervention. Yep, but Carl got alcohol poisoning, poisoning and almost died. And <laughs> Moe was, was Lenny. No, it was Carl. And Moe oh, was okay. making excuses on why to not go to Carl's funeral. Yes. And I know it was Carl because Lenny does a spit take when okay. uh, when Mo mentions that when he says I was already making excuses not to go to your funeral they're very interchangeable for me they only show up together so I don't remember them as anything but that's a true pair. that's true that's fair <laughs> but yet Mo is Kalen's favorite character for some reason yep um <laughs> when Homer's talking to Mr. Burns and Burns says uh you know he'll basically do anything for him if you know he'll come help him with the shareholders meeting and he's saying we can get a pizza and homer obviously you can't hear what homer's saying but mr burns says extra cheese what do you take me for lorenzo Demici? i don't know who lorenzo yeah Demici i is. i was going to look him up but i forgot to look him up so i'm assuming he's some sort of rich man or something but we'll just go with that um oh brendan we'll talk about this i think you enjoyed this when uh, Homer is talking to Marge, and he's worried that he's not going to be able to find him funny without smoking, <laughs> and Marge says to him, just imagine him naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then Homer starts freaking out, and then she says, and with a funnier and with <laughs> a funny hat on. <laughs> and not only does he freak out more. But he curls up into a ball on the floor and just starts rocking back. Fetal position. Okay, so Lorenzo Demici okay. not, uh, is, was an Italian statesman, banker, and de facto ruler of the Florentine Republic and the most powerful and enthusiastic patron of the Renaissance culture in Italy. He was born in January 1st, 1449. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Timely reference. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, they also have to uh, be very careful with Mr. Burns because he's starting to flop sweat. And he could die of dehydration. <laughs> and that's when he decides... <laughs> one glance. Yep. One single uh. drop of sweat that he pushes back in to his forehead. And that's when he decides to take his bathola. Bathiola. Bathiola. <laughs> um, so... Corey, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, hmm. but when Homer's talking to Smithers and they're having the discussion about maybe they should, or maybe Smithers should take a toke, that Homer realizes that marijuana can make anything funny, even that show that follows Friends. What show was he talking about? So, at that time, yeah, the show that Just followed Friends me. yeah, was Frasier. Oh! <gasps> 
fair. No. Fair. But. No. But. What I saw, too, is that, yes, that was the show at the time. However, it's more likely a reference to the numerous and usually short-lived series scheduled after Friends for many years. So we're going to go with that rather than Frasier. Was it, when this episode was recorded, was Frasier the... Yes. Oh, okay. But prior to that, there was a ton of series that they tried to put after Friends that just never took off. So more than likely, I that's mean, probably what it is. I, it better I, be. Maybe they were talking about Frasier. No! I prefer if they were talking about Frasier. Have you even seen Frasier? Yeah, a little bit. And you don't like it? I don't like a lot of shows from that era. I love Frasier. It's one of my show. favorite shows. Uh, a lot of sitcoms from that era. I'm not a fan of old sitcoms. All right. Fair enough. Start inhaling, Waylon. <laughs> love that. <laughs> All right, so we have to talk about what happens to Mr. Burns. Well, he so, dies. He essentially drowns in the tub. And Homer says, oh, man, we killed Mr. Burns. Mr. Mr. Burns is going to be so, so mad. mad. <laughs> and so <laughs> thoughts on when, what is it, Smithers that grabs Mr. Burns and then he slips out yep. of his hands. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. And goes smashing into the wall. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Not really. No thoughts? I'd it, never want to see that again. <laughs> it, was, it was disturbing. Um, and then, of course, we meet Bill Clinton, who's at the uh, ceremony. And he says, so when someone tells me I was an embarrassment to the country, I tell them, well, it depends what your meaning of was what? is. Bill Clinton, everyone. He's Jimmy Carter with a fox attitude. Um, and he's just gyrating in the back. I I like it when um, Smithers is telling Homer that they have to uh, go on without Mr. Burns and the marionette thing. He goes, Michael Eisner has been dead for five years. Ted Turner's just a hologram. <laughs> Michael Eisner was the... Uh, big cheese at disney right and ted turner is ted turner so yeah that whole marionette thing i mean it's funny creepy it's disturbing i don't like it dun 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 da, da. but i i, he's I, doing I the do Charleston. Love, i do love when they ask the question and smithers has mr birds put his hands on his face like <gasps> yeah like he's shocked so if this episode was made today mm-hmm. when Disney own, owns Fox. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Simpsons creators would try to get Disney to sign off on them using There Ain't No Strings on Me for that dance number. It's possible. <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> I feel like that should show up on YouTube. They should just like recut that. No, that's not good enough for a, for a YouTube idea. So, um, I think we can all kind of agree that the dance is disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also funny? A little bit. Just disturbing. Okay. That, that's kind of, well, no. But that's, certain episodes of The Simpsons tread that line pretty well of disturbing and funny. Yeah. That's fair. There are shows that do it better, but. (laughs) Yeah. Like, first thing that comes to mind, Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy is quite disturbing. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> um, so, Corey, of course, you recognize the song 
that Homer, um, or Mr. Burns, goes on and off to. Yeah, yeah, that's the... Uh, the Elvis song. Indiana yeah. Jones? Mm-hmm. No. A little different. A little different. Um, and I just love, Mr. Burns has left, left the, the building. building. <laughs> and he kicks him underneath the curtain. <laughs> and, of course, that's when Mr. Burns comes to. He decides he's firing Homer for not taking Mr. Burns to the hospital. And then, as I have it in my notes, let the slapping begin. <laughs> Smithers, make me slap him. You call that a slap? Make me slap slap you. you. Now both. Now just you. Now give me a taste. (laughs) (laughs) Now both again. Now all three. Excellent. (laughs) I loved that. That was just a great moment. So, all right. So that takes us to the end of our episode. Yeah. So thoughts on this episode? Yes, I cannabis. Um, not very realistic. No. (laughs) I mean, of its portrayal of marijuana. You don't think if I smoked up, I could become the executive vice president to a tycoon? That's not even really what I'm talking about. So what are you talking? I'm mainly talking about the fact that he gets addicted to it. It's not a very addictive substance. But some people do become reliant on it. Somewhat. Not to that extent. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he really wasn't addicted because he basically made the decision, okay, I'm done doing this, and then he stopped. Fair. There wasn't really an issue with him stopping or anything like that. But, but no, I think, like, you know, some of the the ways that they portrayed it, you know, side effects and Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. was obviously Mm -hmm. very um, exaggerated. exaggerated. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But any other things about this episode. I feel like uh the Simpsons writing room uh used a lot of their their uh experiences with other drugs. Interesting you should say that. Because I forget who it was. I think it was either Mike Reese or Al Jean when they were talking about writing this episode and talking about the staff. I mentioned at one point where he said that no one on the staff had done uh, marijuana or anything. Mm -hmm. He actually responded that the writing staff of The Simpsons was the most sober staff he's ever worked for. What? What? He said that, like, really no one on the staff, at least at that time, did, like, anything. For The Simpsons? Yes. he said it was talking about the same show? Yes. He said it was actually shocking how sober the writing team was. Wow. So, maybe not so much. (laughs) But perhaps during the rewrites, because they did mention that, that it took them four hours before they even started rewriting because people were talking about their um, Mm -hmm. experiences and stuff like that. But, um, Corey, any thoughts? No, I really liked... This is one of my top ten, I'd say. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable episode. I mean, it's a little... It's a little crazy, but it's super quotable. It it is quotable. It's The Simpsons, um, so it's going to be crazy. But yeah, it's got some good moments. Like I know Brendan, you were kind of like, you know, what's the point of the whole crow thing? But I think it's oh no, it's it's funny. Yeah, I just why (laughs) why not? (laughs) I think it's great. Um, But yeah, all that stuff I just think is wonderful. And like I said before, (laughs) the whole scene with the scarecrow. 
Homer coming up in the dark behind him and just laying waste to him. And just that comment. You ain't pretty anymore. Just amazing. I love it. So, all right. So, uh, so yeah, not too bad. But All right. So, Brandon, quick, let's get to our ratings. Okay. Uh, in its original broadcast, the episode was seen by approximately 7.2 million viewers, finishing in 46th place in the ratings we could air. All right. Act four. Anybody got anything? Yes. Yes, I've been um, reading a book recommended to me by one of my best friends, and it's called Let That... I mean, can I say it? It's got a bad word in it. Edit yourself. Let that... S-H-T... Just go. say it and bleep it. Can you bleep it and post? I don't know how to do that. It's not hard. I can figure it out, but I'd rather not. Anyways, it's a book, and it's got a swear word in it, and um, it's it's really. I've been listening to it on lunch at work because <sighs> I work with some people, um, and uh, it, it's really uh, it's really interesting. Have you and listened it's... to the podcast I told you? No, to I listen? haven't. I've been self-helping myself at lunch. Wait a minute. That That doesn't sound right. We know what you mean. Great. (laughs) And um, also, I feel like there's something else I want to say, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I watched something, and and I wanted to tell everyone about it, but I don't know what it is. All right. Brendan. If you remember, you come back to you. Okay. I have a couple things for my Act 4. Um, I have been getting really into Rocket Jump recently. Uh, Rocket Jump is a... Is a uh, filmmaking company. Uh, they, cre- they used to create a lot of shorts. They don't really do much anymore. Now they make pants. I know what it was. Go ahead. Shut your mouth. Um, they're really, really good. I I recommend if you want to first get into it uh, to check out their Hulu series, Rocket Jump the Show, uh, where they go into all of the uh, the behind the scenes of eight shorts that they have to make uh, in a very limited time span. Uh, it's an eight-episode miniseries. It's pretty good. Uh, and the other thing is two of the people that used to work for Rocket Jump, uh, Anthony and Ashley Birch, uh, made a show a long time ago called uh, Hey Ash, What You Playing? Which is phenomenal. And if you know anything about video games from ten years ago... Uh, like 15 to like eight or so years ago. Uh, I'd highly recommend that that show. It's very good. It's all on YouTube. H A W P official. Um, yeah, pretty much every episode is worth watching. They're all so good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. Did you remember what you wanted? Yeah, to say? the Nickelodeon documentary on Hulu. Yes, that was very good. 
the Orange Years, was it called? Yes, I believe so. It was really good. But, I mean, if you just type in Nickelodeon on Hulu, you'll find it. It's uh, it's about the beginning of Nickelodeon right up to the early aughts. Yeah, think like what we said basically right up to it, right around when Spongebob comes out. Yes. It's yeah. right around there, because mm-hmm. that yep. was like Blue's Clues and stuff like that, but... That was weird to me, because a lot happened with Nickelodeon after that. Right, but they they only have so much time. Right, so and this was really on. the core years of Nickelodeon, I right. think. And I think they were also trying to cash in on people of Corey and I's age group. Yeah. Because it was, you know, we looked back fondly on, you know, shows like Salute Your Shorts and Pete and Pete and The Secret World of Alex Mack and... Um, you can't do that on television, and Clarissa explains it all, and and all I've of those only watched shows. one of those shows. I used to love this kid on You Can't Do That on tel- Television. His name was Alistair, not I Alistair. Alistair. I loved him. Why was he awful? Yeah, that's probably why I loved him. <laughs> Although it's been a very long time since I've seen that. You show, know, I so had to I think might for be remembering. Bags. I might be remembering. <laughs> Even as a small child. Um, no, I loved him. Um, and of course, they interviewed my best friend who doesn't listen to this show, Keenan Thompson. Yep, Keenan and Kel. And mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't realize And Kel. Kel was on it yes, too. Yes, Kel was on it too. And I didn't realize how much Coolio how much credit yeah. Coolio gave to Keenan and Kel. He was like, oh, yeah, that's one of the highlights of my careers. I'm like, really? Not Gangsta's Paradise? Okay. No, it's a really good documentary, and you should go and watch it if you like Nickelodeon. Yeah, check it out. And I didn't realize that Keenan's whole career has just been... Uh, like sketch a, comedy? Yeah, sketch yes. comedy. <laughs> yep. Well, and he's got Mighty a TV Ducks. show now. Yeah, he yeah, was that's in fair. the Mighty Ducks. He was in the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks 2 and 3, I think. So, all right. And uh, for me, real quick, I just want to shout out a podcast that I've uh, just started listening to. It's been around for a while, but I just recently found out about it. It's called Turned Out a Punk. And it's uh, Damian Abraham. He is the host of the show. Uh, he looks real weird, but he's very, very charming. He's from Canada. Um, so he's a very nice guy and uh, he is the singer of a band whose name I will not say here because again it is not appropriate Um, but he's a failed VJ and uh, he's also a parent but he's obsessed with punk rock so obviously that is the genre of music that I listen to most so there's been a lot of very interesting guests that he's had on there Um, so I've been listening to his podcast going kind of in a deep dive going back, you know, years ago, seeing with some of the people that he's talked to. So I've been having a good time with it. If you are interested in all in that type of music, uh, check out Turned Out a Punk. It's a pretty cool podcast. So, all right. So before we go here, just a quick reminder, we do have that email. You can get us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod or on Facebook at so it's come the number two this. And remember, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. So before we go here, anybody got anything left to say? No. No. All right. Well, then let's get out of here. Uh
I wish I could kiss every one of you. Goodbye. You can't. That could be problematic. I wish. I mean, don't sue me. But I wish I could. All right. Well, with that, (laughs) we'll smell you later, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Completely, words aren't coming to me. So yep. go on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did you just have a stroke? Yes. He might have. All right. <laughs>